Hey, yo, what's up, guys? This is Devin. This is Biker Mike from Mars. What is going on? What's up? We are the Blue Collar Philosophers, and this is the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. Yes. Coming back at you on schedule. On schedule. We have not <laughs> lagged in a week <laughs> since starting. You guys have gotten either one to two episodes a week for the last six months. So, fuck yeah. I think we're doing a great job so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you were out of town and you texted me tonight and you were like, Hey man, I'm feeling an itch to get behind the microphone. <laughs> Straight up. It's weird. You go a week without, without recording. You're like, I gotta get back. I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And I was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't even know you were out of town. I knew you had to go pick up buddy and, and the family, but I'm like, Oh, Oh, you're just getting back. Well, yeah. Cause it was supposed to be go there, pick up the family spend a day in Edmonton, uh, you know, do water park with the kids yep. and then come home. And that did not happen. <laughs> no? No. So, uh, my sister and brother-in-law, they booked their flights, uh, via Swoop, which is a, it's a startup airline in Canada that offers budget price flights because flying is freaking expensive. Yeah, especially in Canada. It's not like the states where you can get like 125 bucks to go across the country. Yeah. It's 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 an arm and a leg. And they you they have a few kids. Yeah, when you're when you're flying with four kids uh and two adults, that adds up real fast. Yeah. You know. And so Danny, like uh, he was working up north in their province, so out east, and flew from his flew from his plant directly to, to Edmonton and their family uh had to they had to drive eight hours to get to the airport where Swoop was operating out of. That's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. And then you know, fly from uh, Deer Lake, Newfoundland, to uh, Hamilton, New Brunswick, and then to Edmonton. That was the the thing. That's not horrible. That doesn't sound too no. Bad. It's not horrible. Logical. So the you know my sister and the four kids they are on the plane super jacked, ready to go. They're, you know, obviously they're all missing dad because they haven't seen him in a month and they're all missing the family and they're excited about a summer where they get to spend with us. Yeah. And they sit down on the plane and they're about five minutes from being ready to taxi to the, to the, to the line. And the captain comes on the phone and says, all right, we're all set to fly to Deer Lake. Unfortunately, we have to let you guys know that the connecting flight or like it was supposed to be a touchdown. From... It's supposed to be a touchdown in Deer Lake. Uh, swap passengers. They weren't even supposed to get off the plane and then plane back up heading to Edmonton. Right. It wasn't, yeah. even, it wasn't even like a proper layover. It's just a touchdown switch and move. Yeah. They're like, but uh, the plane is not leaving Hamilton. It's not going to go to Edmonton. So anybody that uh, is on this flight that is scheduled to go to Edmonton, uh, you need to uh, exit the plane or go to go to Hamilton and make other arrangements when you get there. Yeah. And they had five minutes to decide what they were going to do. But the kicker was they told them, if you, if you leave on this, on this plane to Hamilton, flights are non-refundable. Fuck like, you. Yeah, they're like, if if this doesn't, you know, if nothing works to reconnect you, you need to make other arrangements. But if you leave this airport, non-refundable. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? Like, that's like darn near 5,000 bucks for the, for them, for, yeah. for their whole, 
whole flight itinerary and stuff like that. It's like, so <sighs> yeah, so they got kicked off the plane and were left freaking out, wondering what the heck's going to happen. They're in a strange city with a small airport. Yeah. And trying to work with the, the airline attendants and they won't even refund the money. Like after they get off the plane. Yeah. They, so, so the whole, <clears throat> you, you take off and, and yeah. we take your money. No, for that one, they're like, okay, we'll either reschedule for the nearest time when a swoop plane will go there. And we're actually not even sure when that's going to be. Or you can make other arrangements for yourself and submit the cost to us in a month. And we'll reimburse you at that point. Double fuck you. So then <laughs> like... there's another, another plane flight that they have to buy out of pocket to to make the trip happen. And Good bearing job, in, swoop. Bearing Good in mind, job. bearing in mind, they're eight hours from home with nowhere to stay. So they have to book another hotel yet on top of it. Yeah. And doing all this in the middle of the night, like it was an evening flight, red eye. Yeah. Hey, swoop, make it right. Make it, don't, yeah. don't fuck you. You're new. We can still fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all I was just say, like to all the people out there, fuck swoop. Yeah. And it, it, it may seem like a good deal, like, for the price wise, but with the way flights and shit like that are going in Canada right now, yeah, do not trust them. Yeah, at least the bigger airlines, even though it'll cost more or whatever, you have more layovers to do and stuff like that. At least they have better systems set up to deal with canceled flights. Yeah, they're not gonna fuck you and be like, okay, well you can wait. They're like, get a look what they can get away with. They're gonna push it until they. Uh, it's like, what you? We can do this because it's legal. There's not, nothing illegal that they did. But legal doesn't make it right. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. It's bad customer service. Is bad. Mm-hmm. It's a bad setup. Yeah. So. so that was 36 hours. They were okay. like, yeah, chaos. Just so <sighs> they were supposed to land on uh, what was it Thursday? Yeah. Supposed to land on Thursday in the afternoon. It was 36 hours later is when they finally showed up in Edmonton. So. So we're sitting there waiting, basically. Yeah. Just saying, did you get to see any of the bros there in Alberta while you were waiting for them? I didn't even, I, being that it was a short trip, family devoted, yeah. I was there like a ghost. Okay. Yeah. But you're I not, know they're going to, they're going to know now, but. <laughs> two weeks later. Two weeks you, later. You know, this is not going I, out this week. <laughs> I reached out to one brother that I haven't seen in a really, really long time. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out to work yeah. with his work stuff. But uh, at the same time, like I had my family there, uh, my parents were there and Danny was in. Yeah. And so we, we made the best of the situation. I didn't want to overcomplicate it with like, oh, let's go see this guy or let's go see this yeah. guy or let's take an hour here to drive and go do that. I was like, no, I'm here. I'm with you guys. Like yeah. you have my attention now. Yeah. And that's something that I can do without obligation. Isn't that because nice? Because I'm not in that is, an that organization is. that prioritizes that. Brotherhood over your own family time, <laughs> which is, which you enjoy the brotherhood. You really do. 100%. Like it is Love great. It. But- when, when you know, it's like, I've got this really small window. I can't take time to see every single bro going through every single city because we know so many people now. Yeah. And I mean, it mo- sucks because you want to. Mo- but- and, and most brothers get it. But at the same time, it, it just it feels uncomfy because there's so much pressure yeah. to perform outside of, of what you know you need to do. Yeah. And there's other brothers who you're like, I don't know. Fuck, fuck <laughs> everything else. I'm going to see this guy. <laughs> you know who you are. But I mean, like most of my bros in the, in, in the area, like it's most of them I, I actually have seen already a couple times this year. Yeah. It's it's not like. Oh, you never call. You never write. Yeah. I didn't call before. I am the worst friend. <laughs> I've got a bro. 
uh, in town here. He's like, you never call. I'm like, you don't fucking call. I don't. <laughs> no news is good news. Unless you're dead, I, I'm not going to hear from you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just oh, one so of those things. Also, while we were in Edmonton, the, the day after my sister and the family showed up, the whole country went. <laughs> the whole country went into financial crisis because yes. because one internet provider yeah. went down. The guy who who runs Interact, which is huge in Canada now, America even America doesn't have nearly sophist- as sophisticated uh, currency. Like their systems not the same. You don't go there with debit and just go absolutely everywhere, and you're just using it. There are places in the states where it's either <laughs> cash or credit card. They don't have debit machines. Mm. And we're in Canada, everywhere has a debit machine or Interact, as some people know it. And that's just what you use everywhere you go, all the time. We don't use credit, well, some people use credit cards everywhere, but it's either but cash re- or... Yeah, but really people are using their debit cards for most, most yeah. stuff. And and that's really made people feel really comfy with this idea of a cashless society. Oh, yeah. Until, but, fuck you. Yeah, so one internet provider goes down. Not even a bank. Mm-hmm. All it is is the person who provides the service of communication between wireless devices. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. One of the internet providers in Canada went down for, it's like, was it a day basically? Yeah, a day and a half maybe. Yeah, and it threw the it threw our country into a financial chaos. Yeah. Like... I was fine. You, yeah, I mean, most <laughs> people are fine. I actually, like, have lately started to use more cash in, in, in like, just, like, actual bills in, in, yeah, in your day-to-day. In coins in my day-to-day. And I was pretty thankful for that because it turns out we had enough to do what we wanted to do that day. Yeah, I had to get gas. And I was like, oh, uh, I just, oh, I'm on the motorcycle. You scrounge together, change from under the cushions. and <laughs> Yeah. You can fill the tank, even at well, three bucks, no, two and a half bucks a barrel or a, a, a liter. And yeah, I was able to fill my tank with change. Yeah, but it, it was insane. Like we went to the West Edmonton Mall to go to their big super duper water park, which is fucking fantastic. If you, if you haven't ever had a chance to go to go do that, it, it's fun, especially when you're going with kids. Uh, but we got there. There's this huge lineup of people. And we're like, are you in line? They're like, well, technically no. We're waiting to see if the internet goes back up so that we can get in like, and, and pay for our, <laughs> pay for our fee. So They're there's a huge hope, hoping. queue of people hoping to get in. And it's only if you had cash because their their credit actually wasn't even working. Oh, their credit their wasn't credit even was working. Their credit was down too. Oh. So. so it was only if you had hard dollars could you get in that day. And that, that's where you guys, you guys were uh, a little ahead of the game that's on that one. That's where we were a little ahead of the game. We had enough for all seven of us to get in. No, it was more than that. It was like nine of us to get in. Well, because, because that provider isn't huge up here, we were still able to go to our bank and be like, hey, we just want cash. And yeah. we just got cash out. Not, not all tons of cash. We just wanted just, some just to just make enough, sure, yeah. you know, top up our tank and do what we have to do. Uh, and so we, yeah, we didn't get nearly as affected up here. Yeah. But the real big kicker, the real kick in the nuts about that whole thing was we're like, all right, yeah, we're going swimming, baby. We get in there. And of course (laughs) we have all of our clothes. We have our wallets, our phones, our watches, because normally you lock that stuff up. Oh yeah. It's like a quarter too. Yeah. So we get there and they're like, oh, by the way, the lockers are down. What do you mean the lockers are down? Did somebody push them? Like, are they inaccessible? Like, we have a bunch of strong guys here. We could lift them. But no, 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 no. Nay, nay. Uh, Yeah, sure, I'll grab one of those. Nay, nay. 
another beer too. No, I'll, I'm good with the Coke. So, the locker situation was all hooked up via the internet apparently too. I've yeah. never heard that. The whole locker system in the West End Water Park is set up via wireless debit. That's... So, you not a single person there that day could access something to lock their stuff up. <laughs> so, we wound up... We wound up giving a whole bunch of our stuff, like uh, our valuables, to my sister and mom who were planning on going shopping or at least wandering around the mall. They weren't into swimming. So they, they took most of our stuff. But, like, with the rest of the nine of us, like, that was... You, you had to go in there with all your stuff and essentially have somebody stand as a sentinel Yes. Watching your shit yeah. <laughs> while you while the rest of the people go play. Hey and kid, then... I know you're only seven, but you got this shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, is the adults were the sentinels. <laughs> the kids got to be carefree. They don't need to worry about Cash's yeah. financial bullshit. That's right. Or fending off people from their <laughs> yeah. you know, from their dad's iPhone. Okay, I do have one question. So you had a sentinel watching your stuff. It yeah. turned out to be a good time, and they got a new water slide there that actually does a loop, apparently. Yeah, they've got a fucking water slide that loops upside down. It's yeah. impressive. That's that's friggin' awesome. I'm, <laughs> now I want to go there. Um, there is one thing I had to ask. Yo. They came from out east where it's a little bit of a uh, tyrannical hellhole, if I may say. When it comes to masks and stuff, even I thinking to this time, they're kind of mask crazy there. I don't know. I know like Danny, or, sorry, Buddy and I, or yeah. <laughs> you already said Danny once. Yeah, okay. If you want my, me to edit it, I'll edit it. But. My, yeah, my brother-in-law and my sister, like they're pretty chill. Yeah, they are pretty chill. Um, when we were there over Christmas, it was right at the front end of Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> it was right at the front end of that. Plus, like. All the provincial and federal mandates were still whole hog. It was, I don't know what it's like there now. Yeah. I, I, I honestly couldn't say And the kids how... didn't mention any of it or they, they didn't no, say? No, I mean, they were, obviously they were wearing their stuff in, in, as they came off the plane because all the federal stuff for air federal travel bullshit, is still, yeah. still in place. But no, they were, they didn't say anything about okay. you know, being out west. Like Because I, I imagine being here where it's actually free and <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but in our city... No one went stupid mass crazy to the point of... Oh, some did. Some people did. Some <laughs> but did. But not, not the majority. There's the outliers. There are people out there that are a little crazy and we're like, me no, not they, being they didn't. Them. They didn't seem thrown off or remark at all about that. I, okay. I, so I'm it might not I'm, be that big of a... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming at this point there that things have chilled out. Yeah, they weren't crying getting off the plane, breathing air. No, but, but they weren't like that anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, they... they like as a family, we're very, yeah, just, just chill about the whole thing. That's good. I'm glad. I just wasn't sure if it was like a, a they were they a were culturally n- thing where the kids yeah, knew. they were they were neither too hot nor too cold. Yeah, about the whole thing as it went on. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I just had that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one of the things you did last week is you helped somebody try to get their motorcycle. Now, we love motorcycles. Oh, frick, yeah, we do. And whenever But you somebody, all know that already. <laughs> you all know that. Whenever somebody's interested in getting into motorcycles, we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're I, in their I whole do. hog. I is much, like, I love riding bikes. I love being a part of it, but I love getting other people into it. Yeah. I do. You, uh, you make it more, hey, by the way, you might die. Cool. Next. Because <laughs> uh, it's dangerous as fuck. Like it's, but it makes it better. I mean, we've even had a guy on here who we, who we spent, like... A whole episode length, like 
trying to help get into it, get the feel of yeah. it, right? And I, li- need, I literally f- gave him a motorcycle. It yeah. didn't work, but I technically gave him something with two wheels. We we do need to do a follow-up with him. Yeah. And so we love motorcycles. And you uh, have done the skills test with people many times because... Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't done it with them. They have to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. But, but what, I've, what I've done with like a lot of guys that are coming new to motorcycles, like they they... In BC, there's... A couple tiers to getting your license. Three tiers, yeah. Three tiers, yeah. One, written test. Two, a parking lot skills test. Three, a road test. Um, if you if you already have like a full class five, you can do it all in a summer. Yeah. Um, so. You did two months easy. Yeah. Um, it's different when, it's different when you have a learner's license or you're a new driver. Yeah. Then there's a whole different tier system they do. It's stupid bureaucrats. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> so um, the road test. Really easy. If you know the rules of the road. Well, sk- skills test is really easy. Or no, sorry. No, no, no sorry. No, opposite. The written test, ser- it's easy. Yeah, written test, super easy. Road test, easy. The one in the middle, this, the parking lot skills test is the one that trips everybody up. Yeah. And so a lot of people want help to get past it, to know what to expect, to help, you know, know what to do, like be taught how to achieve the goal of going through a slow very very slow parking lot test through cones doing different skills yeah um it's it's you know it's basic stuff but it is tricky because it's easy to get on a bike and just let the throttle go and, and go down the highway yeah and 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 you've done it a few times it's not like it's the first time and not being surprised by it is really nice too you walked me through it we didn't do a whole lot but you walked yeah. me through it and we yeah, figured it out i did it on a tiny little motorcycle a yeah. uh, 1983 Honda VT500. Yeah, yeah. You did it on your So there, there was you, there was you, there was Bud, there was Rob, uh, there was Tut, a uh, lady that bought my mom's bike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a couple other people that... Just that randos. I've, yeah, randos that, that I've done this with. And so this guy here that I did this with last week was the first one to fail. Of yeah. all the people that I've like deliberately helped after so, I learned how to ride a motorcycle. It's all your fault. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it and I feel bad, but I was, while I was doing this, I was like, this guy's going to fail this test. Yeah. I, I just knew it. You just knew it. Well, I okay. Kn- what, what, what were some of the things? Like, okay, you can't just say, oh, I knew it. Like there's a, like you, you're an omen, like, oh. There was a, sh- his chakras were off and, uh, <laughs> yes, we're making, <laughs> we're making funny y'all <laughs> who believe in that shit. Uh, but there, there had to be something. Was it, was his confidence? Cause confidence is a big part of riding motorcycles. If you don't have the right confidence and then there's overconfidence of thinking you're better than you are. Like people who come right from dirt bikes to motorcycles. It's like, no, I got this. And it's like, no, it's a different, it's a different feel. Yeah. So. It's hard. It's it's not super easy to pinpoint exactly what it is with him because while there was a huge sense of arrogance, it didn't come across as confident. Yeah, it wasn't like a fake it till you make it kind of arrogance. It was a no. It was like it was arrogant as if like yeah, whatever, fuck it, I I can do whatever I want, kind of like mentality, right? Oh, because <laughs> like. <laughs> it's like you know, when somebody asks you to help them with something, you're like, oh, okay, somebody wants to learn. Yeah. He didn't really want to learn. <laughs> like, 
Like yeah. it was like trying to trying to do the the exercise where you feather your clutch. Yeah. And person walks beside as you're feathering. Yeah, the they clutch they walk. walk beside you as you're feathering the clutch, and they walk slow, and they expect you to keep your motorcycle going straight while they walk, while they walk you for like thirty feet or better. Yeah. And park your front wheel in a small square. Yeah. And they're watching for like your clutch response for your uh, keeping your RPM steady, but moderating your speed through your clutch. Yeah. And where your eyes are going, if you're looking ahead, or if you're looking straight at your wheel, and also your ability to stop on a on a predictable spot. Yeah. And not veer off into another lane or something. Like if you're in walking speed, stop and go traffic. Can you do this? Yeah. Okay. Honest question. What kind of bike was he on? He was on a 600 RR CBR. Ooh, okay, that's a, that's a little top heavy, but not that bad. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a. I'm pure, I'm, it's I'm, a, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the it's doubt. It's a purebred race bike. Yeah, is what it is. And yeah. I was walking him through the process of how to do this. He's like, "Yeah, but I don't use my clutch." Like, that doesn't <laughs> matter if you fucking use your clutch. He's like, the the throttle's too snatchy to do this job. Like, it's it's either on or it's off. I'm like, I don't care if it's on or it's off. You can be revving this to 4,000 RPMs and just moderate the speed with the friction zone of your clutch. He's like, yeah, but I don't do that. It doesn't... Mm. <laughs> like, that That was the mentality. Okay, now now, now I'm, I'm seeing your flags. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We got this this term we call <clears throat> red flags where there's just some things that people do. You're like, all right, that's a red flag. And I was having him do the the U-turns and the back and forth through the cones. Mm-hmm. And he was hanging his feet off the pegs. Nope. Like he was just letting his legs dangle while he was doing that. I'm like, dude, you you have to keep your feet, your feet on your pegs. Yeah, but I never have my feet on my pegs when I'm going through corners. I was like, what? Did did he know how long you've been riding for at this point? Yes, he did. So he he knew that you knew. I hope he knew what you were talking. That you knew. I was like, that is a fantastic way to break your ankle. Yeah. Like, or get your foot like caught under the bike if you go down or stuff like that. He's like, but no, he's like, but no, I want to be able to catch himself. Yeah, he's like, no, but I want to be able to catch the bike if I go down. It's like, no, you're not. No. Your at foot's going that way and your bike's still kilom- going down. At 60 kilometers an hour, you're not doing that. No. Like you, and it's, he, he doesn't know how to ride the kind of bike he's riding. Yeah. Like, I don't, I you're don't want to. You're not exactly an expert, but. It's I'm not exactly an expert, but I've had experience on sport bikes. Yeah. Um, and I can say fairly confidently that getting a, getting a purebred race bike for your first motorcycle is a bad idea. Yeah, it's a really dumb idea. Anybody can do it. It's doable, hundred percent doable, if you're the right mindset of person. But it's a hard bike to do a skills test like this on because yes, it wants to go fast. Yeah. And this is a slow exam to do, and it's in and at these slow exams, like you need to be on your bike, crouching on it like a tiger. You got to be using those pegs. All right. Now I got one more thing, just to maybe I'm trying to give this guy any kind of benefit of the doubt here. Was he in his early 20s? I'd say late 20s. <sighs> he doesn't have even have the retarded youth. Okay. No. You, you you remember being young and just being like, yeah, but this is how I do it. <laughs> like As you get older, you get a little a little more yeah. humble and you're like, I don't know everything. Yeah. So basically, he's been riding dirty since he got this thing. Yeah. And his whole thing is like get towards a straight stretch and wind it out to the top end. 
as fun as that, that is. But like not not even like you know what the funnest thing about a, about a sport bike is corners. It's the corners. Yeah. It's leaning that sucker over like and and whipping well, through corners way faster than you think you should be able to and doing it with perfect precision and balance and nailing yeah. it like it is so much fun but he is like the man lets his his feet hang off the bike when he goes through those things cuz he's afraid of them and doesn't understand that if you're going to be on a bike going through a corner you need to be able to shift your weight using your feet using yeah. your legs clutching clutching the the trailer with or sorry not the trailer the chassis with your with, with your, your thighs yeah, and your yeah. knees and stuff like that like it's the man just got the fastest thing he could for the sake of going as fast as he could on straight lines. Yeah. And did, it, it didn't bother to learn anything about operating the machine. Has he, he, so he doesn't watch any and tutorial videos and stuff like that. Nope. And it, the best he does is chase a couple buddies who ride really fast. Yeah. Who actually know how to ride. <laughs> maybe, maybe if this is his, but if they, if based on my interaction with him, I doubt if they ever gave him any advice, he took it. Yeah. And so I got away from that whole thing of like trying my best to give him the benefit of the doubt, tell him the things he needs to do to succeed at this. And he just threw it in the trash. And Seems him, like... him kind of like trying it a little bit, realizing it's harder, <laughs> realizing it's hard to learn to do something of the right way after you've developed really bad habits. Yeah. And that, but I walked away from that. I was like, yeah, Carissa, he's got a 60, 40 chance of failing this thing. Yeah, more on the 60. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we double-checked. Yeah, the thing my is... My dad right. knows him because he's working with him. Yeah. And text him, he's like, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, failed. And I was like, I, was like, I called it. He's like, we were even talking about it beforehand. He's like, how do you think Arthur's going to do? I was like, I told him straight up. Do I get it? No. He's funny. like, I think he's going to fail it. He's like, really? Like, yeah, some people, man. Like, But like, I'm, I don't want to bag. I don't want to bag on a guy. Because I failed that test too. The skills test. The skills test. I did. Did I fail the skills test? Yes. No, I passed. The skills. The, no, no, you failed the written, right? I failed the written because of some technicality thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you, the skills you, test you, I passed. passed it. But and I always had a critique of the skills test because it always seems like the person who's giving you the skills test doesn't ride a motorcycle, and that that irks me. <laughs> the person criticizing you riding. Uh, doesn't ride, but at the same time, they got their little brown book and they can do whatever they want. Well, that too, but I mean, it's, you don't need to ride to know whether or not the person's doing the right things. Yeah, but you don't feel that way mm. when you failed. No. <laughs> if but you fail them, it's like, fuck you, you don't even They're know. watching you're... to see if you're leading your eyes yeah. where you're going to go, because that helps control your bike. Like, mm -hmm. you look where you want to go and you'll go there. Yeah. And I was good on the skills. Yeah. It was the road test that I actually failed because I didn't turn my head enough for... Yeah, you didn't. You did enough shoulder checks. Shoulder checks because they want you to shoulder check. When so you you're you got to keep off. that in mind when you're doing a road test. But like, there's nothing hard about the road test. You just yeah. have to remember shoulder not... check like crazy. Yeah, that's it. That's all. You could do that. I cut people off on the highway, but I did it <laughs> safely, and so they're like, "Well, technically, you didn't hold up traffic," <laughs> and I passed. Yeah. I just and I forgot that I I forgot that I was doing the road test yeah. when I went on. To, they were like, "Turn right on the highway." I'm like, "Fucking <laughs> a." <laughs> yeah. So rather than beating on this guy, it's like, I'm, I'm remembering myself doing this test. Yeah. I did it after riding dirty for a few months. <laughs> like, I mean, given it was on a much more manageable motorcycle. The uh, Suzuki, right? No, no. That was, uh, I was the Honda 500 that we had. Oh, like just you, the, before the, the skills test. The okay. Super yeah, old yeah. shadow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, so I failed the skills test on that because I didn't practice at all. I had been out on the highway with my dad a couple times, um, you know, riding on the highway, doing a trip to Hudson's Hope, doing a trip to, to Chetwind. Yeah. Bombing, bombing dirty, around. Dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had technically, I had a learner's license. Technically, I was riding with somebody, but I was doing it at a speed higher than what you're, you're they restrict you to yeah. 60 kilometers an hour, which is like with, 30 after miles. The written, after the written, it is 60 kilometers an hour in town only. You're not yeah. allowed to be on the highway, not allowed after dark. There's, there's a lot of restrictions in BC, but where we live... It's a very small town. You, don't, you can, yeah. you can you only you do so many lo- loser laps before you lose your mind. <laughs> and nobody really gives you guff for it. No. But uh, anyway, so I mean, I spent time doing that and I was like, okay, yeah, I've got a pretty good idea of how to handle the bike. But I had never done a, like a, a parking lot test. I had never done any exercise in the parking lot to see if I knew how to manage my bike slow. It's way harder to manage oh, yeah. your bike slow than to manage it at operating speeds. Yeah. I... I I tried doing that thing with my ape hangers. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. I did. Like, I, I don't remember who you were training up, but you had the cones out. I'm like, I'm going to give it a go. And it did not go well. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember. Oh, f- I, I find myself whenever I do this, this training with guys, I always run through it a couple times myself while we're doing it just to show them that I'm not the God of doing it. I make mistakes. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm still like, I'm on my big, on my super big bikes, it's not as hard. It's not as easy to do it as it is on my little bikes. Yeah, on the on the, the intruder, it was a lot easier. Yeah, between super us. easy. Try to do it on on Rosie, like she wants to go. Like there there is that feeling of that horsepower you're trying to hold back. Yeah, but if you're, but it's still doable. Like I show them, I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to like sit here on the god on high and judge you. I'm gonna make mistakes too. I'm gonna show you how I make them. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also gonna show you that after doing this a couple times, I'm gonna get better and better at it. And you can do that too. I have I have a very a big fault of mine when I see people training for it or even doing it when I see the people out there with the cones and getting ready and then I see somebody on a trike doing it and I'm like it's not a fucking bike. <laughs> and, and I I get it. If you're in a wheelchair and you want to ride a motorcycle and you can't ride a proper motorcycle and you get on a trike, power to you. If you are Elizabeth Taylor and you suffer with equilibrium problems or you just can't balance properly, all the power to you. Great. Awesome. If you're just lazy, I have a real problem with the the trike getting a motorcycle. But they have, I know they have restrictions on them. If you, if you do the test on a, on a, on a trike, you're limited to a trike. Yeah. Like in that case, fine, whatever. It's not like you're trying to lazily like, yes, but why would slough they... your way into riding a full motorcycle. Like yeah. you're doing it so that you can ride this particular yeah. thing. And That's for a fine. long time, there wasn't a big, there wasn't a big distinction for a little while there where a motorcycle license was a motorcycle license, trike or whatever. But now they've kind of caught up to the times and being like, okay, this is not the same machine. It doesn't corner the same. There's no drop risk yeah. it has abs but doing doing a skill test on one of those in in a parking lot is very very simple like yeah it's it's, it's almost it's impossible not to do it it's unnecessary at that point yeah it really is except for except for them knowing that they know how to use a hand clutch yeah clutch and break it a, a quick break yeah. like the speed Th- up and those break. are really that the things it's really the, good. the steering and handling so simple on a trike but they they do want to know that you know how to you properly use a clutch and use a, and use your brake and throttle like yeah. and, and i think that's important that at least there's that barrier to entry yeah and i do you know what i love showing people especially new riders is the counter steering 
So my bike is pretty well balanced. So I'll be going down the highway and somebody's like, oh, how do you counter sear? I'm like, I will show you. And I'll be going down the highway, both hands off the bars, because again, very well balanced motorcycle. And I'll push on the handlebar with the right and I'll take a right. When if you're actually thinking about it, it would seem as if I'm going if left. You point, yeah, it seems like if I point, if I point the wheel right, then I'm I going, will turn right. But instead, you're actually pointing the wheel in the opposite direction. Yeah, I'm pushing on the right, and it's turning and right. And then it makes you go right, not pulling on the right. You got to be thinking about it's this. An interesting, I'm it. It's an interesting set of physics that that help you do that. Yeah, and so I. But actually, if you don't understand that, it's hard to get, make your mind do it. You're like, no, that feels so icky. Yeah, and so I would literally show guys on the road. I'm like, just be behind me. You'll see. I'll have open hand and everything, so they can see all my fingers pushing there's no way for me to pull there's no way for me to to use my my weight and 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 fuck with them i'm like no counter steer you know and now i do it with the kids so much my kids love it they they they're like dad zigzag zigzag so i'll be going down the road and i'll be just, <laughs> just doing this back and forth and they just love it yeah yeah the other day we went out for a ride together we had our kids mm. with us and it was just so fun watching them enjoy themselves on the back of a motorcycle that 140 corner okay there's a corner that says slow down to 40 and i slow down a little bit and <laughs> Uh, when I was taking it, my son could literally see the sparks coming off my, my, my dragging exhaust. I love that. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You're just, just for all you Karens out there, <laughs> the exhaust on his motorcycle is very low. It's yeah. lower than his pegs. Yes. My it floorboards. Does not, it does not take a lot on a right hand bank for him to be scraping that thing because yeah. it dips down almost to the bottom of his motorcycle. Yeah. They're very low and I'm, I'm fixing it slowly, but surely I'm fixing that. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're flat, you're flattening it out one curve at a time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I was doing that. Mike, I, I can't see it cause I'm looking at the corner. I don't get to see the sparks coming off my pipe. I thought for a second I was dragging pipe. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> my bike has quite a bit more lean angle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's weird. I've never drug like on this bike on this corner. Yeah. But I could hear it. Then I realized after the fact, oh, that was Mike I was hearing. <laughs> just, just I, was, I was looking under like from my, on my pipes and on my... <laughs> looking on my, for shiny parts. Yeah. I was looking for shiny parts where the, where the, the chrome ground against the thing. I was like, I'm not seeing any. I don't think I touched the ground. That's so odd. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah. It was All, me. Of course. It was, it was me. <laughs> I did it for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do love dragging hard parts. And I drag, even on the other side, it, I will get to some corners and I'll be hitting, not at high speed, of course, because you can't hit them, some of them at that speed, yeah. but I will hit hard parts and I start, <laughs> the back tire starts losing traction because you're just right on frame at some point. Not with my kid on, of course. I don't, yeah. like that was the most my kid got to experience of grinding hard parts. So, you know, whenever we talk about bikes, we, we rave about them glowingly because we fucking love motorcycles. Are we going to talk about people dying now? Is that what we're <laughs> Not necessarily dying, but let's talk about the, let's talk about the douchebag side of bikes. Cause like, let, let's, this guy that I was just training, right? Yeah. Just full on attitude problem. And that was his downfall. Yeah. It was the, de- his attitude was preventing him from, from using his bike in a correct way. And I don't mean in the way I think a bike should be ridden, but like, just from doing the normal basic things it takes to make your bike do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You know, he just wouldn't do it because he's got bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> that nobody worth their salt would say is acceptable. Yeah. It's not just an opinion. No, no. Anyone, anyone who's ridden a bike for a half decent amount of time. Like, and not even, not even the guys who have been riding. If you've been taking the time 
to get your license and actually learn to do it well. There, I know there's a lot of people out there who ride dirty for years and years and years are great riders. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> most often, the people who are very good riders have gone through the proper sequence because they're not... And they work every year at getting a little better. Yeah. At something. At, one, at, at any given skill, they might try one of them to get better at this year. Yeah. Or work or work at maintaining the ones you've already got. It's, yeah. a, it's a constant discipline. Yeah. And you know, not to get caught in in bad habits or doing things that's going to get you hurt. But like that that's a mentality, right? Yeah. Like the, and that's a good biker mentality. Like this guy bad biker mentality. Yes. It was a very bad headspace to be in before going into exam. But that 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 has to go more than just his riding. No no offense to the feller. I don't know from holding the fucking wall, but I, I have yeah. to imagine that that crosses the tracks in a lot of areas where it's it's not just that part of his life where he's going to be like, yeah, but I don't do it like that. There, mm-hmm. the, like you can see it in people where they have this attitude of I don't need to learn because this works good enough for me, knowing full well that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and you know when I when I didn't fail my tests when I was first doing it. My mindset was the same way. It wasn't the same way as like, but this is how I do it. I went into that whole test with the mindset of, I know how to ride my bike. This is going to be a breeze. I don't need to practice. Like, I don't need to learn anything new to do this. I know how to do this already. Which is why you failed. Which is why, not just failed, spectacularly failed. (laughs) I almost ran my bike into a fucking tree. (laughs) The tree was not in the parking lot. was a very humbling experience but I took uh, I took that humbling experience and learned from it and hopefully this fella does the same thing God I hope so but it's not guaranteed like you know like no he just might be like well I guess I'm riding dirty forever and that happens like I know so many guys that ride dirty because they're like they they don't want you know they tried or failed yeah and don't want to go through the bullshit of trying to get their license and that's such a I hate that headspace. One, because even though an insurer will take your money and insure your bike. Yeah. If you don't have a license to operate it, do you think they're fucking going to honor yeah. that insurance policy? No. No, because fine. you haven't held up your end of the deal. Yeah. you you, Which is part of the insurance company. That is part of their thing is you hold up your side, we hold up ours. And, and they I mean, were going to look for outs. They're going to look for every out they can. And you're giving them one right at the first, the first barrier of exit. Like, yeah. This was easy. Yeah. This is no longer you know, our peace problem. out. Have fun getting sued. Yeah. You know, and you know, let's, let's hope the person that you hit or hurt <laughs> is less insured than you. Well, let's hope that they have, you know, like, uh, guarantees for collisions with underinsured drivers. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, otherwise they're fucked too. You're not just fucking yourself here. Yeah, you're, you're not. fucking whoever you hit that's that's a little hard done by. Like you, you hmm. yeah, <laughs> fucked like, people, fucked people. I, you know, a lot of my bikes are cheap bikes and I don't ride them with like tons of insurance. No. Like, but I ride with a lot of liability. Yeah. So that if I hurt somebody else by accident, like they're covered and I covered. Yeah. But- I don't necessarily put the most expensive insurance on because I'm not worried about 
yeah. one particular bike getting scratched up, but I need thirty grand to get a new one to replace it. Yeah, not at all. It's, <laughs> it's I can do a, I can do a couple quick cash jobs and squeeze out and you know find find a way just to scrape it together enough to get a new one. Yeah, you could get a new scoot which without much effort. So if you fuck my bike up. But if you are going to fuck my bike up, could you let me know ahead of time and I will get the proper insurance so I could get, you know, better. Well, I mean, luckily, <laughs> in a not si- gonna go out hopefully and... in a situation like that, the person there is insured. Yeah. And, you know, they, they'll, theirs will cover it. But I'm not so much caring about me as much as I'm caring about whom I'm going to affect. Yeah. Because I've heard horror story of people who just got a motorcycle, hopped on the road, and they plowed into a line of people or just, like, they fucked up more than one person and they mm-hmm. got sued out the wazoo. Like, yes, they took your insurance, but they took everything else with them. Yep. Like, your whole life was fucked. Like, there is a lot of downsides to riding a motorcycle. One, you don't have a seatbelt. The fact that motorcycles are still legal somehow <laughs> in this it's, world. It's amazing. Like, Think of smart cars. They are going more and more out of their way. Even the idea of seatbelts. They're like, how can we make cars even safer? And they got seatbelts and those were having, there was an uproar when seatbelts came in. But that's one of the things that makes bikes exciting. But it's not, it's not, you know, maybe it's a downside. It's it's a risk. I don't think it's a downside. It's a risk. Yeah. But it's not one of those things where like, this is how bikers like fuck up. Yeah. This is how you like just go into it with the, bad faith or bad mentality. Yes. But but there's this this idea of the nanny state is trying to just put a bubble wrap around every single person in their circle or their citizenship. And getting and on a bike is like one of the fucking, ways to escape that. Yeah, it really is. They 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 it's, it's like one of the few oh you ways can do left. Anything you want except for, you know, drive without a seatbelt. But here, hop on this this motor that shoots fire and has a cylinder aimed straight towards your bowels. Yeah, you or have balls, <laughs> balls and face and everything. Like you have a cylinder pointed at your face, like <laughs> like a gun to the head. I guess it depends on the degree of the V. Yeah, and you just hop on this thing, and you can go so much faster than everyone else around you. Yeah, and no, it's legal. It's fine. I'm fucking a. I love I love it, but I don't understand how we're yeah. allowed to do it. I really don't. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm really it's, worried it's they figure that shit out and be like, "Hey, these are dangerous." Uh, I think the time the time for motorcycles isn't going to be long for this world. You don't think so? Like, you know, I I think us and our kids are are going to be able to still have that pleasure in, in our some grandkids, way. No way. But I I think the further away from our generation, the more archaic this is going to be. Okay, there is something to be said about smart cars. I fucking hate how smart cars are getting. Because you think that because there's less, there, there's more technology that that's making you a better driver? No, not at all. You are not a better driver. The car is better at driving, but you are a worse driver. But I think that's the idea. I, I, honestly, I think that's actually the intention. It's is mediating to make, Darwin. Is to make you worse at it so that you're more and more dependent on the car to do it. So at some point, they're going to be able to just eliminate the ape factor. The <laughs> ape, eliminate the ape brain yep. interface between will and technology and just have the car do all of it yep. to eliminate our error. Yeah. I, I think that's how the nanny state wants it to be. Oh, yeah. Right now, they're not good enough to do that, but they're getting better all the time. But the thing is, Driving vehicles is fun. 
oh, we yeah. don't we don't want to give it up. You drive a stick? So they're they're not going to be able to just take it away from us without a fight. So yeah. it needs to be a slow process, and I think that's one of the ways they're making it happen. When was the last time you drove a car that was a manual? Oh man, yeah, I haven't rode a car that was a manual in probably four or five years. I got to ride drive one a little while ago, and I was like, oh. I forgot how fun this was. <laughs> like it's it's great. It really is. It's the same with the motorcycle. It's like just having that yeah. that absolute control of what gear you're in and just not having the machine do it all for you. And I heard somebody use the word theater. It's it's what the electric cars lack is theater. Yeah, that is the the rumble, the the sound, the sound, the feeling shifting, the the shaking to it. Right, it it engages so many of your senses. Yeah, and now it's just electric cars that don't make sound, and they're literally injecting sound just so you don't blow your brains out because you're bored to fucking tears. So that <laughs> you can hear it, so that you can hear it in some way. They make a word. I feel like I'm participating. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, no, you're not. You've got this, this, you're, you're riding a battery and it's, it's boring. I don't, that's, that's one thing I hate about, but that being said, I've been looking into these electric bikes out there, not motorcycles, but bicycle, like Mm -hmm. e-bikes, e-bikes. And I heard people are using them for like hunting and shit like that because you're not planting. You're not making any sound. You're like, I've done some hunting with ATVs and stuff like that. They're fucking loud. Yep. You want a qu- something quiet that doesn't scare off game, and they're yeah they're they're going into the the e bikes and stuff like that. I'm like oh, I fucking want to try one. I yeah. really do. I think for a while they actually had some kind of military program where they had like e bikes that were easy to to assemble and disassemble that yeah. they could actually have soldiers parachute into areas with, assemble their e bike and silently make like really really move into the places they wanted to go fast. Yeah. We got, Which sounds kind of neat. I don't know how well that program went, but yeah. the, the thinking outside the box. So I was thinking about something recently. Okay. Harley's doing their demo days soon. We have to find a way to get there. So we got to get sponsors somehow. <laughs> so if you're listening to this. Oh, you're such a shame. You're I'm so a shameless. shameless. Whore. I am a shameless whore. If you want to pay us to go like critique Harley's. Because I want to, I want to ride the new Harley. I do. I honestly want to ride them. I don't even want to like criticize them or tear them down. No, I just I want to ride try. it for fun. I I'm pretty familiar with the feel of that Milwaukee engine and stuff like that. I'd like to know what the new like 117 feels like for power. But really, I want to go to an Indian demo days and feel what the Challenger and the Sculpture oh, are like and I the FTRs. To. So bad because like I'm I'm a v- so well versed in in the Harley Milwaukee eight like. Going to do a demo days for them is would be fun because I love riding other motorcycles. I just love bikes. <laughs> I, I heart bikes. But I are but I already know what they're about. Yeah. I want to know what these other things that Polaris is doing. See, last time they did a demo day, I didn't know they were doing one, and I ran into you guys in GP, and I'm like, oh snap, they're doing a demo day here, and I didn't have my lid on me, I didn't have any of the stuff. I was with my wife. I'm like, ah. Oh, did you? So you didn't get to ride? Anything, I didn't get to did ride you? anything, yeah. and I really wanted to. Oh yeah, you were time. you were you were dadding that day. No, was, no, I dropped off my kids, and I was I was. You alone. were on your way back. From I was dadding. on my way back from yes. dadding the shit out of. But you uh, were you were in minivan minivan mode. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is ruined. Which I get. I was in minivan mode all week. Yeah, <laughs> I was soccer dadding. You were. So- how was that? I, I think you came to a new understanding of real, uh, of yeah, four, so four dads. I have one child and you know what? He's 
really freaking easy. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's like good go, going places with him is no problem. He actually likes road tripping and he's super good about it. Yeah. Like don't tell anybody, but the hardest part of road tripping is the wife, not the kid. <laughs> she don't listen. <laughs> Our wives don't listen to this day. But she, she, my wife has not listened but to she one. Knows this. She knows this. <laughs> she knows that she's the hardship. Not the hardship, just the just hardest part. The, the hardest part. The hardest part. part. <laughs> It just happened she, to be the hardship. Yeah. She knows she's the one that needs to pee more often. Yeah. And that who brings more stuff than I'm, than I like bringing and, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Like we have different travel philosophies. Yeah. Are you a fucking get there? Yeah. I'm a fucking get there. 100%. I don't, I hate road tripping. I, I will stop for gas. I will pee my pants. I won't pee my pants. I love but... road tripping. I, I love road tripping. Even in fucking get there mode. Yeah. I really enjoy the experience. Yeah. But it's when there's dragging factors. Yes. When there's factors that I don't are have making, to pee, making situations <laughs> more difficult than they have to be. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have to pee. Why do yeah. you have to pee? So coming back <laughs> from from Edmonton with the whole Newfoundland family in tow, like oh, that's that's you so quadrupled was a, numbers. Yeah. So it was a three car convoy with children. One of them sick. All of them excited and antsy and underslept from the from the days forward and, and adults with their own agendas and ideas about things and and my dad who was riding a who was riding a motorcycle that, yeah that buddy buddy up, buddy needed yeah, her hand he, he, he picked up a motorcycle for for somebody in Edmonton and was bringing it back for him and he saw the ca- he saw the chaos for what it was oh yeah and he pieced out the second he could <laughs> when we left the house we went to fuel up and get breakfast and he saw how that first stop went with the kids and with the the adults and oh, all yeah. that stuff and he's like you know what guys I'm on a motorcycle. I'll see you when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> he was from he that fueled second, up and just fucked he was off. fueled up and gone. And I was like, <laughs> re- I want reach, my turn. Reaching out like, take me with you. <laughs> and, you know, being that, you know, my brother-in-law and sister were yeah. from out of town. Like, you know, and Edmonton is very much my old stomping grounds. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom is... She's my mom. She's dainty. Like, yeah. Like, uh, so it was, it was on me to wrangle the posse. I am the man of the situation. The guy that normally does that, the patriarch, if you will. It fucked off. He's like, I paid my dues. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a brand new Harley and you get a alert. lot of highway ahead of me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even fault you for that. Go. <laughs> Yeah, and he... <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the rest of the trip very much was, you know, like, wrangled by yeah. myself. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, not not like a, you know, crack and whip or, you know, it's just trying to keep three vehicles together for the most part takes some communicating. You yeah. Know, especially when people don't know the area, you're trying to let them know where to go, tell them what places to plug into their phone, make sure that they're following you so they don't miss their exits. Yeah, making sure everyone's on the same page. Yep, letting them know where the proper fuel stops for our card lock system are in each of the t- towns we go in and waiting for them to get there, making sure everybody fuels up on the card and then leaves together. Yeah. Kids peeing, making sure like all oh, that works. So many kids. So many kids. You one went from of them, one, one to of them five. is very ill. Yeah. <laughs> You went from one kid to five kids. I was like, this is an experience. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, I have a whole new respect for Mike's loathe of road trips. Because <laughs> you just got the one. This, this I is got why, the four. This and... is why he just wants to stay home. Yeah. 
I fucking hate going play like and they. I, I don't think it's because you don't like doing their experiencing things. I think it's just the season in your life and it's too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's more work than it's worth. It becomes a pain in the ass where you're like, I, I don't want to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You I didn't get it. And the thing is, you I think didn't. I didn't you get it. I thought I did. Thought you got it. I had another guy I ran into a little while ago. He's like, I have a kid now. I'm like, how's it going? He's like, I'm busy. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm busy. <laughs> He's like, I thought I got it. I didn't. <laughs> it's yep. a learn, man. It's oh. And I love when people experience it or just the taste of it because I'm like, now you fucking get it. You're, you're like, well, how how is it so hard? How how are you? Uh, yeah, I'll admit there's times where you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that or I'm not going to go. I'm like, ah, this one's too, this is too, little, too much effort Mike's to make it. Bitch. Yeah, too much effort to make it work to, to bother doing this. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or you do it, you're like, you fucking owe me because like, you have no idea what I went through to get here. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> this don't, this don't is not that bad. Don't be a bitch. Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. This was, and this went good. Like, this was a good road trip. It went swimmingly. <laughs> Fuck. Like, how bad would it be if it went bad? Yeah. Was it actually, uh, it was, uh, there are times where you're like, why the fuck are we stopping? It's a pee. Why didn't we pee back there? We were literally just stopped like 15 minutes ago. Why didn't you yeah. have to pee there? Just pee anyways. I don't know. <laughs> so the one kid, we get to White Court. We make all the kids go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, like put them in the stall. I'm like, go. It doesn't, doesn't matter if they pee. Just put them in there. <laughs> yeah. And so we we did the whole thing and asked, like, did you go? Yes. Okay. Good. Oh, and did you learn that kids are liars? I think so. <laughs> Then we we leave the gas station. We get two minutes down the road. I know I already went pee, but I really have to go again. Uh, yeah. And they're not at the age that you can like throw a diaper on them. That's the best but part about that babies. one. That one was one that my mom had to deal with. Uh, we were different vehicles. Yeah. And so she turns around. Was she in like, the Stang or the Flex? The she was in the Edge. Oh, the Edge. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so turned around and went back for that. I was like, what the heck is going on? I couldn't get a hold of her. Yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, pull over. It's like she didn't know her way through that particular area or stuff like that. And I, I thought something went wrong. Yeah. Like Lost a kid, forgot them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could have been a story they made up afterwards. Like, no, we didn't forget one. They just had to pee again. Yeah, that's what yes, it was. <laughs> Yeah. See, I see the value in a patriarchy but, at this point of everyone, yeah. like, they bitch about it. And my it's like, no. my brother-in-law and sister, though, like, I don't know how they managed to pull this off, but they wound up being in the convertible together. So they were just together. What? Yeah. I was like, when it turned out, we got to one of the stops. I'm like, wait a second. You son of a bitch. You, <laughs> you, off, you offloaded all the kids into other vehicles. Genius. <laughs> you genius, sneaky son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> Can't even fault him for it no. because he, because he and Crystal deal with this day in day out like you do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like We're, you get an opportunity yeah. to be in when, a stand. When you, yeah, you when you get an opportunity to to have a little alone time with your lady in a in a hot red car. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I think you sneak one or two extra kids in the other vehicle and don't tell anybody either. Yeah, keep it on the low and just <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not even mad about it. I'm impressed, no. really. It's like, yeah, that's oh. Fucking genius. Good job. 
Oh, I wish I could pull that shit off, but I don't have my none of my 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 brother has a couple kids. One of my brothers has a couple kids, but all my other siblings don't, and there ain't no red stang among me. <laughs> but if there was a way to pull off getting an empty minivan, yeah, I, I couldn't. couldn't. <laughs> I'm doing math in my head, and I can't figure out how to do it. I'm like, no, it's not there. Uh, that being said, I tried out a little small car. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a small car, man. You're tired You're tired of the, of the minivan? No, I love the minivan. It's fine. It's great for my wife. I'm talking about a small car for me. <laughs> Just something that I can buy. I saw an old CRX at the, uh, the car show. Mm-hmm. I almost got a CRX. I love the Honda CRX. It's a cool little scoot. Of a car, like it's a 1.8 liter. Uh, it's just a fun little car, and I wish I would have gotten it, but it's just life. Anyways, uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up here. I just want to wrap up with a couple quick fire, quick fire questions. Um, let's just let's tie into some biker stereotypes. Just, okay. Just to get into the negativity of bikerhood. Okay. All right. When you're in your worst, your worst self, what do you think of when you think crotch rocket rider? Uh, okay, I always think of the monkey humping a football, but that's just my <laughs> immediate. Uh, the worst thought I think of is either Suicide Machine, where they literally fucking die all the time. Yeah, one died in Dawson Creek just like a week or two ago. Oh, yeah. Doing a buck 80 in town on a, on a 50 it's kilometer hour street. It's because he's Fucking kids somehow get away with buying a thousand cc crotch rocket because people are dumb enough to sell it to somebody. That is that is the the libertarian way, though. Yes, I know, and it's you good. You gotta let Darwin figure it that's out. That's right, and that's why we need to not mediate Darwin. We need to let these people die off, and everyone should <laughs> learn from them. Yeah. Uh, and so I think of the death factor of of just people hopping on bikes that they think they can handle, but you can't fucking handle. You just got your license. Calm the fuck down. Learn to ride proper. I want more riders out there. I don't want to give. I don't want to give the government any reason to shut us down. Yeah. So fucking f- cut it the fuck out. Just calm your tits. <laughs> calm your tits. I said. I told somebody that a while ago. <laughs> I told a man that full grown man. He was getting old. He was getting hey, I got boobies. Like, and I was like, calm your tits. <laughs> All right, what's what's the other one? So that was one that I was yeah. that, that just gets me. What, what's your thoughts on that? Oh one? man, when I think when I think of the worst of cross rockets, I think of like the swarms when like a whole pack of them shows up and it's fucking chaos. Also, like the Wheelie Nation kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, that drives me insane. And I think of and I think of that. I'm like. That's why people hate fucking bikers. And I know there's lots of reasons why people hate bikers, and it's yeah. not all crotch rocket riders' fault. Believe me, I'm not trying to be cruiser guy. Hates fun. Like, yeah. I fucking love going fast, and I do love riding crotch rockets. But the swarm, the like, chaos of riding where everyone's going to run into each other. Just popping wheelies and stoppies and doing this in like a mismatched crew of people riding like four or five abreast at a time and changing Fucking. positions all over the place. It's insane. Most of them aren't even wearing proper gear. They're no. riding like squids. Oh yeah. hundred percent squid. Like, can you imagine like as a, as a driver, when, when a pack like that pulls up on you, like, what do you do? How do you, you protect? Can't, you can't even fucking pull over because you don't know if a fucking squid's going to be coming on your right side. How, how the hell do you predict what to do in that situation? Oh, fucking squid. Right? <laughs> and like, I saw this, this uh, clip on TikTok the other day where 
this guy from this, they call it the Chicago United Riders Club. It's, it's basically... Squid wheelie, Nation? It's basically like wheelie, the, you know, it's, 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 it's that. <laughs> yeah. So they were saying like, this is why biker culture is dying in, in, you know, in the States. It's like we show up to support a, a dwindling, you know, a dwindling event and we, and we get yelled at and kicked out. It's like, this is why bikerhood's dying. And it shows yeah. this, this picture of them showing up to a like a biker event, like a normal kind like of like a, rally? Cl- like a club style rally, right? Yeah. Like a, like a, like a Harley style rally. Oh, I think I've seen that clip. And this guy is yelling at them like, get the fuck out of here, get out. And they're just, you know, being like, what, what did we do? We're here to support you. But they show up like 60 strong in a mixed mismatched, like flash mob without letting anybody know they were coming. Like just, chaos of of all these bikes all over the place people doing wheelies and stoppies and like yeah. not like everybody else that rolls up to an event like that rolls up two by two down the street they find the spot they're supposed to go pull in back their bikes and get off have a good time with everybody yeah controlled and respectful yeah but there but there's always going to be somebody out there with a flame throwing motorcycle or somebody who does donuts and and we tolerate them <laughs> yeah you you maybe have one or two people that are idiots and somebody there's going to go tune them in yeah <laughs> you know yeah they're going to be I, like believe calm me, your tits. i've i've been the guy that's tuned in you know yeah uh, a dude or two in the club that was being a jackass because I was got to be sergeant at arms for a while uh, yeah. in 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 the crew I was in and in that's you your job the tuner. your job is to police yourself yeah and to make sure that no one, the thing is, when they're there, they're representing everyone who is there. Yeah. They're and not just some, they're not just representing themselves. They exactly. represent everyone who's there. And that's why these squids and like just. It just drives me nuts. And like, and, and to me, I think like, this is why we should get them off the road. It's a bad name for everybody. Okay. So <laughs> those are the worst, the, those are the parts of us that profile and are upset with the things we don't like. So. With cruiser riders, what is the dark side? The, the, the bad, the profile, the bad attitude that we should police? Uh, more than anything, the belligerents, the guys who just got too big of a mouth and just, I don't know, they're given too much credit. The guys who talk too much, that act as if they represent everybody, I, like, I don't know, those guys I have a hard time with. And, um, oh, I don't want to say the don't touch my bike guys, because I get that. I've been the, hey, hey, uh, respectfully, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I had somebody touching my bike a while ago, yeah. and I, I told him to fuck off pretty quick, because uh, he wasn't there. He didn't talk to me. He wasn't interacting with anybody. He just went being stupid. So, I don't know. It's the it's the guys that are like, talk a big game. If somebody touches my bike, yeah. I'm going to fuck them up. Yeah. Bro. That's God. what I mean when like, I say that don't touch my bike, guys. Cause... And like nobody's near their bike. They're just around there being like, I'm just putting this out there so that everybody thinks that I'm a badass biker. Yeah. Like, yeah, those guys are like, just shut up. If yeah. somebody touches your bike, ask Ooh. them, ask them not to. And if they do it again out of spite, then you step to them. Uh, the rich wannabe. It, Oh, I fucking yeah, yeah, hate yeah. the rich wannabe. The guy who's got more money, but his kilometers are so low. It's like a live to the live to ride guy. Yeah, the but guy with the live to ride does not reflect. The live to ride guys with a big old CVO Ultra Glide that oh, gets yeah. trailered places, or they ride it once a year yeah. for for a you know oh. one little road trip. Or the guy that went to Sturgis once, and therefore he's a big 
Yep. Big mile rider. Though uh, that's the worst of it, I think, <laughs> is the live to ride that with the low odometers. Oh yeah. That that is my. But that's my. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they act as if they they they're in it. It's like, oh yeah, I had this one time I went to the shop, and this other time I went to the shop because all they do is spend their time at the shop, uh, getting their bike worked on because it's stagnant and rusting out. So yeah, that's mine that I just hate. Yeah. The live to ride, but none of it's real. So I would say for me, it it's not one that I have a personal pet peeve with, but one that I think that we need to tone down. <laughs> Because it's making it, it's pissing off everybody else. Okay. It's the extreme loud pipe save lives guys. Okay. So the guys that they make their bike louder than humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're essentially just taking, trumpet. They're essentially just taking pipes off their bike and just having the cylinders themselves producing explosions <laughs> at the side of their motorcycle. <laughs> like I love a bike you can hear. Oh yeah. I love a bike. Where you twist that throttle and you know damn well the yeah. thunder is underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... you know, I'd love knowing that you can crack your throttle and scare a moose away from you that's thinking of hopping on the road. But, but not the, hey, how loud can I make my 650? Or the... <laughs> or, or even just like the Harleys. Yeah, yeah. That just... Straight up, straight pipes. You go through a tunnel and they're like just pulling their clutch in, revving their bike to the rev limiter the whole way through, coasting yeah. through just... That's not a symphony. Bop, 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 off the rev leader, like being as loud as possible in yeah. the in the tunnel yeah. that everybody else is like, Everyone oh. behind you. That's the thing. It's not even you. Yeah. It's everybody behind you that's like, eating all that now, shit. Now I got tetanus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, those guys, especially when they're all together in a big lineup of bikes where they're just making everybody else's life a little bit more miserable. Yeah. Like... Because I love the sound. I love the sound of my bike in a tunnel. I'm not, I'm not bashing that. I'm talking going off your rev limiter and making it as loud as fucking possible. With a bike, that, the thing is, the people who really love hitting that rev limiter, their bikes are already hyper belligerent. Like they are just already louder than they need to be. And they're like, now I'm going to super fuck everybody. Yeah. And when you get 20 of them together and you're like in a tight place or in the middle of the city and they're all like, and it, like you know, the whole South Park thing, like, blah, 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 blah. You know, that whole thing. But like, <laughs> they're just constantly a room, like, look at me. I'm badass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like Not a faggot. every time. Not a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> like, Watch the South Park yeah, episode. The, it's very You know, funny. When, when people have to cover their kids' ears as they're walking past your pack, oh. not because, not because your bikes have that big, glorious, beautiful, boom, rumble, yeah. but because somebody's literally sitting there stopped in traffic and banging his, his, his exactly. rev limiter, his, yeah. you know, his engine off the, the limiter just, just to be loud. Yeah. Like that, that's the thing that it's like, fuck, cruiser, Harley guys, cut that shit out. Yeah. Calm, be, be calm a, your tits. Be a touch more respectful. Yeah. I will literally, if I see somebody with like a, a child walking down the road, uh, and they wave at me. I know. Okay, I can give a little, a, a little, a little crack, but give them a wave. Like, hey, I see you. I, I yeah. see you appreciate this. Not the I'm gonna redline its shit out of it. Oh, that, that mom's walking her baby. Mm-hmm. That baby's yeah. gonna yeah. fucking love this. Yeah. You give, <laughs> you just give a little, and then a wink yeah. and a nod, and they're like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. it, the kid loves that. But but, the, but if you go past them, you're like. And, the, and they're all of a sudden crying and you're like, oh, you look. fucking failed. Yeah. You, 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 you fucked up and yeah. you just made that person not like bikes yeah. or not want bikes to be around and maybe never want to step on one. Yeah. 
Because some asshole just he, now he's scared of them. My daughter, she she's scared of shit. Not bikes. <laughs> My kids love bikes, <laughs> but but dogs, small dogs. Like she just she's terrified of them, and there's no logical reason for it. But maybe she got jumped on at the wrong time. And now this kid, similarity of I may have liked motorcycles before, but when I was a kid, this one fucking asshole just rev the shit out of it. Now they just terrify me. It scared me then, and now I'm scared now. Because let's not. Yeah. I don't want. Or or you have what's going on in Newfoundland right now. Yeah. Like right now in Newfoundland. They have legislated that you cannot have modified pipes on a Fuck. motorcycle. What? Yeah. Like my brother-in-law, he's got to find a pair of stock mufflers to put back on his An Evo. His, yeah. To put back on his FXR. That's hard to do as it is. Yeah. And he managed to find a pair and now he's got to go get them on. But like he can get a major, major fine for for riding around with straight pipes, no matter how loud he's being. overreach. Oh, but you when the community steps on the public enough they're going to push back yeah because and they're going to they're going to lean on their government they're going to lean on their MPs they're going to lean on their city officials and their towns and stuff like that to cut down on biker noise if you keep being assholes about it yeah and then the government's eyes on you and when it's on you like it's really really hard to stop that momentum yeah and so now so you can stop that by just being a touch more respectful yeah even in yeah, but what do you, what do you do when you got like okay, not to fault the bikers in this scenario, but to fault the community of oh no, we've got power now they're going to use that power to whatever extent they can. Oh, we can. You've already got a bias against motorcyclists, so yeah, now we're going to use that bias and just amp it up. How far can we push it? And the when the government is, gives them that the, the authority, thing is, like most people don't have a bias against bikes. Most people are ambivalent to it. Yeah, but once. Once you as a community step on, like yes. you, you push the boundary too far too often, yeah, then you've created a movement. Yeah, but when is the and it's your own fault? When is the public wrong and it's just a small minority all the time? Minority most, pushing. Let's, let's the buttons. say the public's wrong most of the time, but responsibility. That's something you're supposed to take on yourself. You can't yeah. just blame it on. But they don't understand bikes. Yeah, you know that. That, yeah, that, that only goes so far. <laughs> that, only, that only goes so far. I mean, you're all about personal responsibility. Yeah. Like, what did I do to do this? Yes. I, I, I look at Job and I'm like, did he fuck up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there is this idea of don't don't give them, don't give them ammo. Don't give them, yes, get as loud as you, I, I love telling the line, but when you find that line, you don't always say fuck it and just kick it. I, when it comes to, you know, grand mass of of uh of sound barriers and stuff things things that you find enough people in that in your circle that are like no that's good that's all right that's a little loud i get it but he's good but when even the people who can tolerate loud are like fucking shut up yeah <laughs> you may have gone too far and i think that's what may have happened is even even the moderates and now the only way for these people to kick back on that is to force manufacturers of motorcycles to manufacture stock pipes that don't sound like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, that, that would be great. I'd, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I Personally, I don't need a bike with straight pipes no. to, to feel no. happy. Nobody does. Like, I, I really, like, I'm, I don't feel like I need that. But I would love a bike that from the factory still sounds like a bike. Yeah. 
you know, like just having some kind of exhaust note to it that is, well, you, you've you know, seen that, meme. that is aggressive and growly. You've seen that meme where it says, you think your life is meaningless. There's a man out there installing stock Harley pipes. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that guy's, <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes these. <laughs> I don't. Like I'm I'm I, I'm spending my life putting these on, knowing that before it even leaves the dealership floor, seventy percent of these are going to be replaced. Yeah, my life is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stock pipes sound like shit. I'm sorry, but they're boring. They're like it doesn't matter yeah, they what are. bike they, they're going on. They're boring as fuck. Yeah. And they they all are, and they're getting quieter and quieter and quieter. Like yeah. even even on Harley's now with the big old booby engines, they. They sound as quiet now as they ever have. Now, if you're just touring and or being a sneaky fuck, like, great. That is a great exhaust for you. I've actually thought about that with the electric. I'm like, I could be fast and sneaky, mm-hmm. but I'd never get rid of my loud belligerent yeah. bike. I mean, that's that's the thing to be said for the newer Valkyries that that came out. Is like they have a very subdued, yeah, um, noise to them. Like really, like when you're at highway speed, the exhaust note's not overpowering the wind noise, so you kind of feel like you're it's just in it straight wind. It's just yeah, and if if you want to be sneaky, that's the way to do it. That, that, you know, if, if you want to tour without you know damaging your ears, I get it. Well, you're still doing damage. But dang the wind! But dang the theater! The, the theater of a thumping V twin. Hundred percent. Or or even like with my Valkyrie, the the older one that has like like it. It's harder to take at just like a constant highway like yeah. thing. But man, when I'm in the corners. Oh, and like when I'm, when I'm on and off like the throttle, oh, I love it. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a sports car. Like it's, yeah. it's addictive. Yeah. Like and, I, and you know, that, that kind of gets me going. Oh, the theater, man. So the theater of an engine, you want to preserve that to an extent. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I don't think. But just be respectful. Gonna, oh yeah. Be respectful. It's hundred percent. Whether you're a squid riding in a group of oh, other, other things, just be respectful. And if you're a loud by save lives, guys, just. Calm your tits. Calm your tits. Like, again, respectful. Like, just chill. I get it. You love having a loud bike. I get it. You like having a flamethrower. I, I get it. I love the, fr- I love the freedom. But calm down. Yeah. The, the freedom, the badassery, the individuality of riding motorcycle. I love it all. But just temper it with a touch of respect. Yeah. It's, and it's, we're, we're all going to wind up better for it. It's like a strong man who knows he's strong. No one really likes him. But a strong man who is still humble. There's, there's something. Everyone loves that person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no one loves the guy who's just an arrogant asshole that knows exactly who he is and or not knows who he is, but knows how amazing he is. He's like, I'm fucking, the, I'm the, t- I am the tits and everyone needs to treat me as such. No, just be like, yeah, no, there's probably somebody out there bigger than me. There's, I know it's not, the, I know it's loud, but I like the sound and yeah, I'm not going to be a dick about it. Just there, There's somebody else who has a louder bike out there because that's the thing. Another thing about that, the sound, you're losing performance. Yeah. You are sacrificing performance for that for that sound. The, the, the back pressure does have an effect, and when you have no back pressure at all, you are losing out. Yeah, I mean, you can find a sweet spot of opening it up, but you have to also increase the air, like the intake. Yeah. Like, I mean, so like, yeah, you have to, you have to mess, you have to mess with the science of the motorcycle to make, to, to keep the performance the same or to bump it up. Yeah. But you can't just throw open pipes on anything. Like, yeah, you're sacrificing power for sound. Yeah. 
you do, for, in some situations, worth it. Yeah. Sometimes you got more than enough power and you're like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'll go. I'll I, will say, two horse. I will say a lot of these new bikes to meet emission standards are running their bikes way too lean straight out of the thing. Oh yeah. So they, 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 they honestly, they're not performing the way they're, they're supposed oh, to. They, they need exhaust and intake and fuel management jacked with in order to make the bike work I properly. wish they just send you to a proper tuner. It's like, all right, so if you want to just get a couple more horse with no mods... Here, yeah. Just call this guy up. He'll tune it. <laughs> but yeah, you're, if, you, if you bought a bike from a dealership and are just running it, you're probably running it too lean, and it's oh yeah, you're 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 running it, you know, I, uh, and and wearing it out faster unless you jack with it. Yeah, and I w- I've been running. I was running lean for a long time. I've actually, I, I've given myself a little more fuel recently just to help, you know, just make it. It's a little higher rev though. I really don't like that. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta find that sweet spot. But just tiny like 16th eighth inch turn on my my throttle response there but all right well let's wrap the sucker up guys yeah. we love you god bless don't be a dick All right, that music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is the guitarist, the producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Velocers.